Welcome in to another episode of Spiritual Philosophy Chatter with the Joneses, and I'm Danny Jones. And I am Samantha Jones. And this is episode 143. 143. What is our topic? This is Star Seeds and Indigo Children. Wow. Yeah, this is totally new to me. and me totally, too. Yeah, totally new to you, because I don't think we've talked about it at all, really. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's, it's an interesting subject. I'm looking forward to delving into it. Cool. Yeah. Me too, because I don't know anything about it. <laughs> Um, but before we do that, anything you want to share about last week's episode? Yes. Last week we did the part two. Um, oh my gosh, I totally forgot what we did part two of, though. <laughs> Reprogramming. Reprogramming. Right. Thank you. I was like, wait, it wasn't the manifesting. Because <laughs> uh, we've done a couple of them lately, which is cool. Because <clears throat> we always say we're going to, and then we never do. Mm-hmm. It's kind of good to do, do them back to back, probably, like that. You mm-hmm. know. Anyways, um, so we did that. And then I also did a reading for Paige. And so Paige got back to me and she said, thank you so much. You were so right. He's Australian. So that was the accent I was picking up on. Um, because this was it, the brother? This was no, the, the boyfriend. boyfriend. Yeah. Right. Long hair. Long hair. Yeah. Yeah. And I kept feeling like this isn't a California accent, but that's what it sounded like. So this made a lot of sense when got she it. said that. We were real good mates. And then it was just this real fast, deep love connection. And we fell for each other. He was actually my brother-in-law, and then my partner went to jail, and it all just happened so fast. He treated me like a princess. I wasn't used to that. I love George with all my heart, and a piece of me is missing without him here. Thanks again. So much perfect timing. And she had actually, the perfect timing is because she had been in the hospital with blood clots. And um, so she got this reading. She heard this reading like right at the end of, I think at the end of her stay at the hospital. Wow. So I'm glad that you're doing better, Paige. That's very scary. Very scary. Very. Yep. Yeah. Thank you for that, Paige. And George. And George. Yes. And then let me, I got another message here this week. This is from Kathy. And so I wanted to give an update on this anyways. So I'll read Kathy, what she sent me. She said, Hi, I just listened to episode 140 and heard you sent a letter to your father. That must have been hard, but wanted to say, I hope it goes okay, and I hope he replies. If you're willing, I'd love to see the pics you have if you're of you looking like him. And truly, no worries if you don't want to share. 23andMe and Ancestry is an interesting platform to make connections I have found. Hmm. So I sent her the pictures um, and, you know, dad, she was like, yeah, you know, you could see that. But as soon as she saw sister, she was yeah. like, oh, yeah, undeniable. <laughs> Once I have like some kind of maybe relationship, I might be able to share those pictures. But right now it's sharing pictures of strangers. Yeah, um, I have. So I couldn't do that. Um, I have not heard anything. The one thing that I did hear was my mother telling me there was one day I was very, very, very clear and connected. Mm-hmm. And I heard her say that it wasn't going to happen this way. Like me sending a letter that wasn't it. They don't tell me what to do. Like, I have to figure it out just like anybody else, you know? (laughs) It's like a a puzzle. So they'll give me tips like that. Like, okay, this you're going to have to do more than this. Right. Um, But I'm not exactly sure what it is yet. So I actually hope this week to make some kind of decision of where I'm going to go, and I will let our listeners know. Absolutely. So 
we're still yeah, it's a tough yeah. one yeah it's a it's a weird place yeah. to be in because i don't know what to do and to be honest i just it's i've got so much else work that i'm working on in my life it just feels like one more thing for me to work on but i realize it's a part of the story and i have to but kind of feel like i'm being forced to in a way you know Ooh. the universe is like well you're gonna have to deal with this yeah so i'm gonna you have will. to deal with It'll it go yeah right. yeah oh i'm not worried it'll be fine <clears throat> so i just hope i have some kind of continuing story to tell our listeners yeah. you know so okay and then every week we answer two questions so let me get the first question is from chanel she said for the people that believed firmly in heaven or hell before they died how do you think they react when they realize they get to look over their loved ones as spirits instead of going to heaven or hell i think that's part of the awe of going to heaven yeah is that you realize that that is real life after death here is real yeah and that you're not in some god-awful place and you get to see your you know it's not like you get to you do get to look down from above if that's where you choose, but you can stand right next to him. Yeah. Yeah. Or float right next to him, whatever. I mean, you know, it's, yeah. that's the incredible part is that to them, they're no, they're no further from you. Yeah. It's just to us, the ones that are gone feel, feel further yeah. gone because we can't see him. One thing to remember when we die, we lose all of these human <clears throat> traits um, like we would never get to the other ki- the other side and call ourselves stupid for not seeing no. it here. We understand that it's all a test mm-hmm. and it's all a journey. And sometimes when I try and envision how that is for people, like what you're saying, like mm. when they cross over and they're like, whoa, sometimes, I, well, it's very much about their personalities because I can see some of them that are like, whoa, like really taken back. But mm. what I, from what I understand, what happens is we slowly start to get our memory over their back. Mm-hmm. So it's not like it hits us all at once right. that we've been here before and we've had many right. lives. Like it slowly starts to come back. So right. as we, you know, we start to understand more, we're like, okay, I get it. This is how, you know. And yeah. it's not as big of a shock. But yeah, at first, I could definitely see it being a bit of a shock, you know, especially for the people that think it's lights <clears throat> out, you know. That, for sure. Yeah. But at the same time, like you were just saying, <clears throat> you are reminded, like, you do your life review, I've, I believe. And, yeah. And during that or after or whatever, some point, you're reminded of <coughs> the contract you made with your soul family and yourself yeah. when you came into the life you just returned from. Yeah. So you'll remember, and then when you look at the life review, then you'll remember, oh, those were the things I was supposed to work on when I came there. Yeah. How many of these did I did I hit the mark on? Yeah, totally. How many did I not? And then that's when you start to develop what your plan will be for your next life. Yeah. Something else that I was just hearing to add into this is that most of the time with somebody that dies, at least if they are like, like, let's say that they have an illness or they die of old age or whatever, and there's that transitional time that you go through the dying process and it's not just immediate. In that dying process, we're visited by the loved ones. Mm-hmm. So a lot of times our minds are already changed before we get to the other side. Yeah. That happens a lot. Yeah, too. I agree. Yep. So thank you for that question, yeah, cool, Chanel. Cool question, I like Chanel. that. Yep. And then the next one is from Shauna. Shauna and I were talking about something um, that 
I thought would be good to have as a question. So she was driving and heard a song that wasn't really one of her songs. Anything that it's never like stuck out to her for Mm -hmm. meaning anybody or anything. There was no connection to it. But she had an overwhelming feeling about this song. And so she was asking me, like, why would she have this feeling? And Shauna's really, you know, she's new at this. She's one of my mentor students. And so she connects a lot of things directly to her grandmother Mm -hmm. who passed recently. And so she's like, my grandmother would never use this as a song. The song was Avenged Sevenfold so far away. Um, I wasn't really familiar with it myself. No, not really. So what I did, what Shauna said, I don't understand why why they would use this, why my grandma would use this, because she would never listen to it. And so I wanted to give our listeners a little bit of what I did with Shauna to help her understand this, Mm. because I'm also, this is new to me. Like when I went through this spiritual awakening process and started on the side, like where Shauna is now, I didn't have anybody to help me. I didn't have anybody to work with me. Now I'm on the other side and I can teach what I've learned in in my mentor process. And so I'm also learning to teach it. So Shauna's teaching me as well, you know? So what I did with her is I told her, to go to a quiet place and put her headphones in and to listen to the song, really take deep breaths and allow herself to get into the song and listen to it and see what that feels, what that what stands out to her. You know, a lot of songs you might not be able to understand the lyrics. And so then you need to go and you need to read the lyrics and then maybe go back and listen to it again. But she got it. She understood what I meant after that and really our loved ones will use any song that they can use to get the message through. And it won't be like the whole, the whole song may resonate for you, but most Mm. of the time it will just be bits and pieces of the song that you're like, Whoa, yep, I cling on to that. I understand. But one of the craziest things that she felt was that overwhelming emotion that came Mm -hmm. with the music. And Mm -hmm. I was like, Oh good. Somebody that, you know, I could talk to that gets it, you know? Um, it is. Yes. When there's a song (laughs) that they're trying to get through to you, that it, you're supposed to pay attention to, there will be that at some point, it may not be Uh right away, but once you like really understand and connect to it, that will come over you almost as like a confirmation of yes, yes. That's what we're trying to tell you. Right. So, yeah. And another point about that too, which is that, I don't know what format or platform, you know, Shauna's listening to music on. Like, did this come on the radio? Yeah, I think so. She was in the car. That's okay. another point so, I make. Chances are, Graham, you're not tuning in to Grandma's era of music. Exactly. Right? Yes. So you're not going to hear Grandma speak to you through a song that she really loved. That's right. Okay. Rarely, Unless very rarely. you yeah. were listening to that type of music. Yes. They're going to use what's available to them for the moment, at the moment. And something you're going to relate to. Yes. Better, probably better chances that you're going to relate to, you know, something like Avenged Sevenfold than you would Lawrence Welk. Right. You know what I mean? Exactly. Yeah. So, but yes, lyrical content, especially if you can't really understand it, it's a good, good idea to just bring it up and when you can and read it. And Yep. But you're right. Most of it, it's like, um, I try to describe this when this happens for me. It's like someone turned the volume up on that one particular line. Yes, exactly. Even though they really didn't. But in my head or my ears, it jumps out at me like that. Yes. And I'm like, oh, I was supposed to hear that. 
Yes, absolutely. With my grandma, like I obviously wouldn't, yeah, have the same music taste. But if I hear like Frank Sinatra, "My Way," that is one of her songs. Mm-hmm. I have, I will hear it out. But yeah, if I'm on the radio, if right. I'm listening to the radio. No, um, it is in my mix of music so that she <clears throat> can use it. But she, yeah, she's used all kinds of bands with with music. She's mm-hmm. used Britney Spears, Celine Dion, all kinds of different music to get through to me. Um, but one other thing I wanted to point out, and I'm going to give away one of Shauna's little secrets here, but I think this is important, is that one of the things Shauna's working on is not texting and driving or Very good. Facebook messaging and driving. Yeah. Like even like, cause her and I will talk through the voice messaging, even holding the button, right? This was one of the very first things I had to give up. And I, and I'm embarrassed to say that I would, that I did use to text and drive, but I did. And I, that was one of the first things that they made me give up. You have to stop. You have to stop right now. And I did. And I do not touch my phone. I really don't. Yeah. Um, and so I've been trying to work with her on that. And so right before she went to leave for work, she messaged me and she said, I'm getting in my car now and I'm not going to use the messenger. I'll message you when I get to work. And that's when she heard the song. If she would have been talking to me through messenger or texting on her phone, she wouldn't have heard the song. It wouldn't have stuck out to her. Mm -hmm. So this was something that actually just came to me earlier Mm -hmm. that I haven't even told her yet that I feel like this was a way of telling you to here's something else that you can do when you're in the car you don't need to text and drive yeah. you don't need to use to it talk. as a time mm-hmm. that's what i use it for, for yourself now. you know yep it's a it's because you're already kind of music. concentrating on the road which in itself is like a meditative thing in a way because it's taking you out of your thoughts yeah you know what i mean yeah it's not like a true meditation, I wouldn't say that, but but you're distracted with something, you're doing yeah. something, and so when you hear these songs, it's like they can come in easier. Yeah. Because you're, yeah, you're exactly. distracted by something else. Exactly. I love to be in my car and just listen to the music and get like, I love the different songs that they give me, you know, and stuff, and I, so I don't have any urge to text and drive anymore. I never would again. And I so I feel like the universe wants me to pass along this message that that is really important. Yeah. That there is nothing important enough for you to pick up your phone and text somebody while you're driving. Don't do it. No. The most important thing is get home to your family safe. Yes. Every day. Yes. And if you have, you know, kids in your car, think about that. You know, you're doing this. I used to have a friend that drove with me and she would text and drive. Mm -hmm. And I didn't know what to do at first, remember? And Mm -hmm. And I told you and I'm like, I don't know what to do. And I finally had to tell her, you can't do that with me in the car. You want to take your own life. I can't stop you from doing that, but you're not going to do it with me in the car. And they honored that. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So it's important. And I needed to point that out. So sorry for telling your secret, Shauna, but (laughs) this is how we learn. You know, this is this is how we learn. So. So those are our two questions. Cool. Very cool. Um, we do a reading, but there's two other things I want to talk about first, because one of them is very exciting for us. Uh, a couple months ago, I started having a lot of readings in Thailand. Yeah. Um, there was a lady that came to me for a pet reading, and after the reading, she was so happy about it that she went live on her Instagram and was talking about me, and it was just an influx of these readings from Thailand. And what's funny is the time difference is mm-hmm. like 7 a.m. here is 10 p.m. there. So that's the time I'm doing their readings over there in Thailand. Mm-hmm. But anyways, so I've noticed that on the podcast, we're starting to get a lot more hits in Thailand. And this week, yeah. we got we get these um, listings from Chartable, chartable.com. You can go there and see every podcast and where they're ranked all over the world. And this changes constantly. But last week, 
we were eighth on the charts in Thailand. And that's out of thousands of podcasts. Yeah. And this was in the, uh, let's see, this was in religion and spirituality. Yep. So eighth in that genre. But there's still in thousands genre. in that genre. There are. Now, Aaron Dowdy, he's someone that we've talked about before. He's mm-hmm. really big in the spiritual community. He has, like, I think it's like the number four podcast in the USA for religion and spirituality. He was oh. number 48. Wow. And we were number eight. This changes weekly, though. It changes weekly, it's, it's yeah. It's based yeah. By, on listens. Yeah. Though, but, but I did a little dance around the kitchen yeah. with that. Yeah. Uh, so some of the other numbers I wanted to give you guys, because th- some of them blew us away. They only usually do, like, in some areas, the top 250, but some, they they do all of it. And there's thousands upon thousands you can just go through because there's some areas where we are like up in the thousands in our numbers Mm -hmm. but globally for religion and spirituality we are 281 wow and in the u.s 257 um there's also a spirituality category on its own and in the united states we're number 31 on the spirituality chart wow and in great britain we're number 12 yeah cool yep thank you people yes whoever listens to this thank you thank you yep you know i'm not gonna I mean, cry i'm not gonna do it <laughs> well it's just like cool to. that people you know are oh, getting it's so something nice. from yeah. it you know we sit in this little room and, yeah and do this and you don't really realize like that there's millions of people out there yep yeah and god only knows who's listening so thank you whoever yes. it is Thank you. We don't get paid to do this. We do this because we want to. We want to spread what we've learned. We want to help others. Mm -hmm. And so knowing that we're doing that is all the money that that's better than any money I can think of. It's yes, it is definitely rewarding. No tears. Stop it (laughs) now. Is there tissues in this room? (laughs) Oh, no. Okay. Don't. It's okay. just, yeah, I'm such a wuss. Like, I need to toughen up. How do I toughen up? Yeah. Okay. Um, and then one other thing before I do this reading is that I have a friend that I've known a long time, and she sells crystals. And I wanted to give a little promotion about her because she has some amazing crystals and has some even more amazing prices. Yeah. Like, we went to a crystal store locally yesterday, and I was like, nope, never buying from yeah, they're the- like double. Some of its stuff was triple. Yeah. Like. Whoa. So I wanted to give her information because I do get asked sometimes, we've even talked about it on the show, uh, about, you know, where to buy crystals. You can find her right now. She just uses Instagram, Moon Raven Magic. And so Moon Raven and then Magic is M-A-G-I-C-K. And she sells crystals, herbs, tea, and more. Yeah. Yep. We love it. We do. We get a lot of Thanks for my Waldo crystal, too. Oh, yeah. I'm fun. Yes, there's a lot of interesting ones. We love it. So, yeah, go check her out. (laughs) Go check her out. Yeah. Very cool. Yep. Okay, and then let's do the reading real quick, and then we'll be on to the episode. All right, so this reading is for Charlie, and what's funny is Charlie and Chanel are engaged, and we did Chanel's question. Congratulations. Yes. So, let's see. Charlie says, this is my grandpa, John. He passed before I was born. Is there anything he wants me to know since he didn't get to meet me before he passed? Also, is there any helpful suggestions that he has for me to help me progress spiritually? Okay, Grandpa John. Very nice. So he came in immediately with this funny laugh. (laughs) Funny laugh. Um, He's... he's, 
he's not laughing at me for crying, but he is at the same time. Like, he's not making fun of me. He's just being silly. Like, he's totally being silly. Look at you, you know? Look at you crying over what you love, that type of thing. Um, (laughs) You go, girl. You let it flow. Yeah, exactly. Yes, and I, and that, yep. Okay, so let's see what he has to say. He is sorry that he didn't get to know you. Like, um, right now, especially like the age that you're at, he feels like he could have been a help to a lot of the things that you're going through. Um, Charlie has two young kids. Um, one is newborn. And so grandpa feels like, I wish I could be there to help you, to help you, you know, with being a dad and, mm-hmm. and that kind of thing. Um, he says he is helping you though. And Charlie is working on his abilities and grandpa's telling me that you do hear him and grandpa will give you advice on child raising. Um, You just have to listen to him. And one of the things is that they will give us this advice when we're asking for it, but they will also give it to us very randomly. Mm -hmm. So like I'll be cooking something and I'll be like, what should I, should I put in this? Like, I feel like I'm missing something and I'll hear Marina's grandma tell me what to put in it. Mm -hmm. And it's random. You know, I'm not asking for the help really, but she's giving it to me. Mm -hmm. So that's the types of things that they'll do. They'll just give us little random things to help us. So he says that a lot of times when, that when you get those and it seems like it's like a male influence, um, that's him Mm -hmm. that's coming through. He's very proud of you in all areas of your life. One of the things that he says blows him away is how young you are compared to everything that you're working at and accomplishing. Like he has, Charlie has two kids. He's like 20 years old, two kids, a business. He's working on his spirituality. He's, he is a worker and your grandfather is so proud of you for that. Way to go. Yeah. Um, he says that if you keep this pace up by the time that you're like 40 or 50, like when your kids, um, start having kids and you have grandkids, nobody's in in your family is going to have to worry about money that whatever it is that you're going to do, you're going to be able to support this entire family. Nice. Yeah. Not that you have to, but he says like, I see big pools, big swimming pools, like beautiful, like, like, um, the type where you jump off of caves and stuff, you know, mm. like your grandkids jumping off there. Now, that's a long time from now, you know. Right. So a lot of us were like, oh, man, you know, that's a long time. But at the same time, it things can fast. change quickly. So, so. so what he, his point is, is that you have a lot of time to build and you will. Things are going to continuously change for you, but they're only going to continue to get better as long as you stay on this path that you're on. Um, you and Chanel are together for a reason. You have these children for a reason. You're spiritually together to make something beautiful. Mm. And you're it's in the early stages. So he says, although, you know, like we want everything all at once, right? We're like, oh, I want all this success and I want to know all this stuff, but it has to come in stages. Yeah. And so he says, be patient with the stages because it is coming. It is happening. It's just that it's going to take time. There, it, it, it's a whole story that has to evolve <clears throat> here. So Cool. Yay. That's really cool news. Yeah, that was a good reading. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you, Grandpa John. Thanks, Gramps. Yep. And Charlie. And Charlie. Okay. So we should move on to the episode. Okay. Yay. Episode 143, Star Seeds and Indigo Children. And 143 is one of my favorite numbers Mm -hmm. from the universe because 143 is I love you. One letter, four letters, three letters. I love you. Um, So, yeah. Very Take cool. that as it is. So this is a topic that, like I said, I didn't know much about until I started doing this research. Um, so there's a lot 
of information here. There's people that specialize in this, that have specific podcasts for star seeds. So mm-hmm. if this is something you're interested in, I would definitely say Google it more because this is just really, really basic information because we're all kind of learning together here. Yep. Um, so if there is anything key that I miss in this episode, for people that like really know about this, feel free to message us and let me know because I'll give the information on the next episode. So when I named this episode, which I kind of, I don't, we don't always do that at the beginning of the week, but I made a very nice ad for it. And so I did, I named it star seeds and indigo children. And I stayed with that. But honestly, star seeds are like the main category. Okay. Mm -hmm. And then indigo children is kind of, it's a, it's a subcategory of the star seeds and underneath the star seeds, there's so many different types and every website says something different. The 18 different types, the 350 different types. So I'm like, I so don't you're know. saying the indigo children are actually star seeds or they're actually a star seeds. Of, okay. Yes, exactly. Um, from what I understand. And then okay. there's also other types. There's crystal children, there's rainbow children. There's a lot of different types of star seeds. So, but what we're going to focus on today, is star seeds in general and then we'll talk about indigo children and if we have time left we'll talk about crystal children okay but i did ask our listeners how many of them knew about this subject and how many thought that maybe they were an indigo child um and i'll tell you that most had never heard of this but there are several that believe several people that believe they are either an indigo child a star seed or both and so I'm hoping that this information will help them to know more for sure whether they, they are or not. Mm-hmm. So first, let's just start with starseeds. What are they? <clears throat> starseeds are highly advanced spiritual beings and souls that originated from distant planets, solar systems, and, and galaxies typically far from Earth. These souls are incarnated on Earth to help inspire and heal the people and animals of this planet. They participate in awakening others to help the planet and people evolve. Ultimately, they are light workers that will help up- uplift the human race. Mm-hmm. Before a starseed incarnates to Earth, they agree to do this. They make a plan. But just like everything else, they forget that. Mm-hmm. We don't, all of us that are sitting here right now, us, you guys, we don't know for sure if we're starseeds or not. Maybe some of us do, but Mm -hmm. for the most part, we don't know. A lot of us are just waking up to this. What is this? You know, so whether you're awakening to this at seven years old or 70 years old, you could still be a starseed just because you're not sitting here going, well, I, I'm, I am one or I'm not one. If you're sitting here going, I'm not one, there's no way you could be, you just don't, you don't know because you've never, you know, been introduced to this. So, uh, let's see. So let's see. Yeah, you may even go through life without without knowing this if you don't, wow. especially if you don't awaken. But most of the time, I believe that these star seeds, when they're put here, will awaken at some point because they're destined to. You know, otherwise, I don't think we would be here. It would just be a waste. <clears throat> uh, but once they yeah. do awaken, star seeds will see clearly what they are here for, and that, and then they will live the identity that they were brought here to be. Mm-hmm. Starseeds are old souls with deep spiritual wisdom. They have had many incarnations in other solar systems, galaxies, etc., but may not have had a lot on Earth. So most likely these starseeds have had only maybe, you know, a few lives here on Earth. This could be their first. Most of their lives have been spent in other... Right. right. 
one of the things that at first I wasn't super sure if I fit into this category of starseeds is because it talks a lot about being attracted to the stars in the solar system and all that. And I never really was until I started getting into this. And so I was like, well, maybe that, you know, I didn't, I've never really looked at the stars and gone, ah, home, you know, where that's one of the things that they say about starseeds is you feel like you're not home, like you're missing your home. Mm -hmm. But I realized that, you know, that doesn't make me that I'm not a starseed. That's just one of the different things. But Mm -hmm. you Mm -hmm. have. Yeah. Like that's something for you that I think you've always had a connection. Always. Yeah. I mean, just... I've always been a stargazer. Like, I want to find a cool place with minimal lights, and I want to lay on the hood of a car, and I just want to stare at the stars. Mm-hmm. Because I, I'll say that, but I think a lot of humans can relate to life on Earth sometimes as feeling, you know, hard. And sometimes that hardness sort of feels like um, not home. Right. Like, like there's somewhere else that's more comfortable. Yes. I do believe in every soul's journey, we have to spend time in other worlds. Yes. How many times we spend here, um, I don't know. I, according to your mom, we've we've been here before. Yeah. <clears throat> I don't know. She said many times. Yeah. I don't know what that means. But I do feel like, yes, I have been um, an extraterrestrial life before. Yeah. I've been another being that was actually way more intelligent than I am now. <laughs> yeah. And... I've told you this before that I feel like I've had other points in my life that I sort of gauge this life where I go, God, certain things were so much easier to obtain. Why is this one (laughs) so much harder? I know that I've done this before when I haven't in this life, but I have this feeling like I've done things. And for some reason, this time it was supposed to be a little tougher. And I think it's for two reasons. I don't think it's really as much about me as it is our daughter. Right. Yeah. <clears throat> that this time was her introduction or as the kid, if right. you will. And that was kind of the really supposed to be the main focus of it all. Mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. think these other lives might have been more selfish. Yeah. I, I don't know. Yeah. But. Hard to say. So that part is the learning. I think more the learning for me but yeah it's, yeah i definitely science was always my number one yeah class that i loved yeah i don't know I if i got science. good grades in it but i was definitely <laughs> intrigued me too i didn't understand <clears throat> a lot of it like it wasn't neither one of us were academics that's for sure right. but um yeah i was always fascinated with it but the solar system confused me i've always been afraid of the sun i don't know why i've always feared the sun <laughs> like i hate the sun go away but don't explode because right. then we'll die I, I don't know i'm just you know <laughs> i love the stars i do but um i've never really looked to the sky and thought that's my home um but i have had many times in my life feelings of this isn't home this right. like feeling like i want to go home but this isn't it where's home um, still, like, I, I say that sometimes even now to my mom. I'm like, God, it's just, you know, I wish that Earth felt like home. And that's the weirdest thing to say. But it's like there's a part of me that is mm. I know isn't here that's always there. And I don't know where there is. But I kind of just myself personally equated to there is just the other side. Yeah, right. That that's where I originate from no matter what planet I inhabit yeah. in whatever life. I'm, I start as a spirit. Yeah. So I know that once I go back, I 
I'm privy to all those lives and, right. and all that experience. It's just too overwhelming to walk around in this body with all that memory. But I've said before, too, I really would love to do and go to what Dolores did, like go oh, to yeah. a hypnotist and, yeah. and have like a past life or past lives yeah. reading and kind of find out. That'd be cool. I really want to do yeah. that one day. Yeah, that'd be really cool. You actually drew yourself. As I did. A, yeah. I still have it. Yeah, yeah as an alien, hmm? what you think you look like. Yeah, I did. we did a meditation. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I kind of just got a snapshot of it. and Yeah, it's cool. I went with it. Yep. So let's, um, I'm going to read a list of some things that might mean that you're a starseed. So maybe keep a mental checklist of how many of these you check off. Because you don't have to fit every one. If you mm-hmm. fit the majority or if this, these resonate with you, then you could definitely be a starseed. I've had people tell me this before, that I'm a starseed and an indigo child, and I had no clue what that meant. So this was fun for me to figure out as right. well. So the first one we just talked about, which is feeling like you're not home, like there's someplace else to call home. Right. You're a wisdom seeker. You're always looking to answer deeper questions like what's the meaning of life mm-hmm. or is there life besides here on earth? Mm-hmm. You're very intuitive and psychic. Nothing gets by you. You've got a way of knowing what others don't. You know, that's that's something I want to point out because I had before I knew that I was a psychic or a medium besides the animal stuff, I had visions and I had feelings and I knew things, Mm -hmm. but I never thought I was psychic because it only happened every once in a while. Mm -hmm. And so I thought if I was psychic, I would know everything, but that's not the case. You're not like they feed you what they want to feed you. Mm -hmm. But if you're not listening, you won't even recognize that it's them, Mm -hmm. you know? So just because you're not a psychic doesn't mean that you're not a psychic. Right. Something else that for me in this category, I don't know if you had it in there, is that you're not stimulated by small talk. Oh, yeah. that Yeah, I don't have that on here, but yes. That's, you you mm-hmm. want deeper meaning of conversation and, you know, contemplation. Small talk make, makes me nervous. Yeah. But I can sit and talk for hours about deep things. But yeah, mm-hmm. the, the what do you like to do in your free time? I'm like, <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't know anything about myself. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. But so awkward. It's so awkward. Uh, And that's probably another one, too. Like, there's, I got this off of, like, I looked at a few lists to see what, you know, was similar and take the most common ones. But, Mm. you know, there's things that probably aren't on this list. And being awkward is probably one of them. (laughs) Because I think a lot of starseeds and and psychics and stuff are are, uh, awkward. We're just awkward. I don't know. Yeah. It just comes with the territory. Uh, let's see. Next one. Animals and babies are drawn to you. Animals trust you, even the ones that aren't trustworthy of most people. Mm-hmm. I've always loved that. My entire life that's happened. Don't don't touch my dog. Don't touch my cat. Doesn't like people. Right. Well, I'm not people. I love when I go to do bird grooms and I'm able to handle people's birds and they're like, what? How'd you yeah. do that? Well, it's, you know, yeah. they love me. They know. I wasn't around animals a lot young because my parents didn't have them or lived in apartments so i didn't really have them and i think my they were kind of afraid you know yeah my mom was kind of afraid of dogs and i think my dad was taught by his mom that cats were bad so yeah i i probably had certain level of nervousness around animals but they didn't run from me but babies yeah babies love you babies love me yeah yeah 
Yeah, I'm not a baby person. I don't like drool, <laughs> and but they do love me, yeah. and and so it's that's a hard one for me. I'm like, okay, <laughs> do you want to hold my baby? Not really. <laughs> I'll hold your dog though, even if it's 150 pounds. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they they definitely both. I've always noticed <clears throat> like a draw, even with wild animals. It's just yeah, something yeah. that I've always noticed. Um, you are constantly gazing at the stars. You want to go home, but don't know what that means. You are extremely empathetic. You are spiritual, but not religious. And again, like these things don't need to all come when you're, they don't need to come when you're a kid. They can develop for you. If you're not spiritual now, but you're working on it, you know, that still, we all have to start somewhere. Nobody's just born with all of these things. You know, we're not Jesus. I I like the line that you're spiritual, but not religious, because I've always felt like in this life, I've been doing that, looking up at the stars and asking those bigger questions, the meaning of life and who made us and that kind of thing. And, And I don't have any one particular faith that, you know, I, I worship or pray or go to, yeah. On any regular basis. It's just, it's that knowing yeah. somewhere in here, I'm the same as out there. Yeah. But exactly. I just got to figure out how, you know, and, and I probably won't ever. That's part of this. Yeah. Of this journey. Yeah. Yeah. You don't have to follow a structured religion to be spiritual no. or even religious, really. I, I mean, I guess, I don't know. I, I, they have never liked the confines of religion, yeah. you know, telling me what to do and that. Mm. And that's why I love the spiritualism and, and being spiritual because it's just about what you know is right, what feels right in your heart. And mm-hmm. that's, like you said, not worshiping anything, right. you know, not Jesus or Buddha or anything. It's just, right. you know. I gave credit where credit's due. Yeah. You know, and these people existed by all means. I believe it. Yeah. I, I believe that they are just like us. Yep. And they, you know, they came from the same place. Yep. Um, The next one, you have no time for pettiness. And I think that this comes with the spiritual awakening because I think a lot of us have that as we're kids. And, but for me getting older, like this is something, yeah, I just don't have time for like at all. I'm just like, no, mm -mm, not into it. Um, You know, you're here for a reason, but may have a hard time knowing why. I have so many people that say this to me. They're like, I don't know why I'm here. Like, what is the purpose? But I feel like I'm here for a reason. I just don't know what it is. And we're not always meant to know, like, in our younger years, that develops as we get older. So if you Mm. don't know yet, it's okay. I say about 45 is when I kind of figured it out. 40 for me, yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, Let's see what else is on my list. You have an issue with authority and social and society issues. Yeah, I've never been one for authority. <laughs> um, I yeah. And I'm not talking the police like that. I'm right. talking about, like, don't tell me what to do type mm-hmm. of thing. You know, yeah. my mom told me not to do something. It was the first thing that I did. Um, and, and and with society, too, it's like um, we put it. Here's this is a good example. We didn't ran an ad this week for the podcast on Facebook. And you always run a risk when you do these kinds of things of the people that don't believe in what you're doing and, mm-hmm. and them saying stuff, you know, and this guy came on and was, well, there were a couple of them talking about their religion and saying we're stupid and this kind of thing. <laughs> and you know what? 
you want to fall into that with society and believe that that you know psychics are bad and and this type of talk is the devil's work or whatever then go right along with society on that but for me i'm going to make my own decisions and my own decisions tell me that this is the right way to go yep and for these people that go on there and say those types of things if they really were religious and they really understood religion they wouldn't say those things mm-hmm. because they know that there's thousands of religions out there and we're all entitled to our opinion. Yep. So those types of people, I just don't even care. Bye. Yep. That goes back to the pettiness. Bye. Yep. Mind your business. Exactly. You know? Uh, let's see. Next one. Love serving others. I, I, that's something that I have always enjoyed and I never really understood why until recently I understand that I'm here most of, mostly for others, you know? And so that comes with being a starseed, I guess, mm-hmm. you know? All right. Well, we c- the others part is is a challenge for a lot of people. The which know? one? The others part. Yeah. The being here for others, but truly, like you know, they've said this before that if we all were existing, you know, solitarily on a planet by ourselves with no contact or engagement with any other life form like ourselves, we wouldn't learn. Right. Right. We actually need each other for this. Right. There's. I don't know. There's something that came with this spiritual awakening that makes me feel like I have to metaphorically put my arms around everybody. Um, that <clears throat> makes me want to to pass love to everybody, even the worst people. You know, that's right. something that just kind of comes with this, too. And I'm sure that's something that probably falls under the starseed, too, is you just feel like everybody deserves a chance. Everybody deserves love, even if they don't understand it. It's just... You know, I'm not like I'm not saying that I'm here just to serve other people like I'm a slave to the universe. I'm still here to enjoy my life and to take mm-hmm. care of myself and all of that. Yeah. But really, I'm here to do God's work, to mm-hmm. do the universe's work mm-hmm. for the rest of my life. And that's OK, because the universe pays me, yeah. you know, handsomely. Yeah. So it's and it's a good feeling. So if you feel like you fit into these things as being a starseed seed. Let yourself open up to them. Yeah. Because um, you could just be a starseed. You could just be here to be a light worker and to help people. And you just have to open that up within yourself. I never would have thought that this was going to be my calling. I thought I was going to be a pet sitter forever, you know. <laughs> and then all of a sudden I'm a psychic. It, yeah. It's really weird how things happen. You just have to allow them to and have to believe. And I think with the spiritual awakening, a lot of these things start to happen. One of the questions that we got is, how do you know if you're a starseed if you haven't had an awakening in in this kind of area? And I think that you won't know until you have the awakening and you start to see all these things about yourself, you know. Um, Well, I think that if I could say this is that I think it could start with um, a lot of like questioning yourself, Mm -hmm. like where you're at in your life. Yeah. I felt like that began to happen to me a lot. Yeah. Like, what am I, where am I at? Yeah. And, and, and am I truly, really happy with that? Right. Um, once, if you can sit there and honestly just kind of tune into yourself and kind of feel your own energy, you'll know whether you're happy or not. Yeah, absolutely. If you feel like there's something greater out there, potentially, then you should, you know, seek that yeah you know you don't have to give up your job today to go no do whatever but you can start working towards asking for Mm -hmm. that and asking is there something different 
that I should be doing because something tells me this isn't that like I'm not feeling that fulfilled. Right. Exactly. So. Yeah. And I'm not saying that you can't look at yourself <clears throat> and see these different things about yourself now if you haven't had the awakening. What I'm saying is that once you've had an awakening and you start to accept them more then you go, oh, wait, this is why I was like this. This is mm-hmm. and you start to really see yourself in a different light right. and not just wonder, hmm, well. I did have visions as a kid. No, now I get it. Now I get it. I've had these abilities all along. I just didn't put them to use. But I didn't get that five years ago. So I had to go through the awakening to really understand myself better. Mm-hmm. So we do. We, we really, um, through that. So let's move on to indigo children. So they, like I mentioned, are a type of starseed. So first, I'm going to give you the Urban Dictionary's description, which is accurate to a little bit of an extent. Um so Urban Dictionary describes an indigo child as a teenager or young adult who does not and cannot comply with modern society. They are highly evolved spiritually and they and they're believed to have come to earth to aid humanity. They tend to be oh god, how do I say this? Androgynous, androgynous, meaning that they have both female and male characteristics. Sorry, mm-hmm. I said that wrong. And have psychic powers such as clairvoyancy. So that is Urban Dictionary's description, which is kind of picky. It's picking from some places. Now, it talks about a young adult or mm-hmm. teenager. That's kind of where I was stuck right. a little bit. but Well, really, most indigo children were born between 1950 and 1990, but closer to the 70s. Um, so mostly they're saying like, early 70s to like 88 is where these people were born. Okay. Um, mostly because, let's see, I have it here somewhere. Okay, the the term was, it originated in the 70s by a parapsychologist and psychic, Nancy Ann Tapp, who noticed that the auras of children that were being born in this time frame were indigo, and that those children seemed to have these kind of abilities, and they were more connected spiritually. Mm. So there was kind of a correlation between the indigo auras and um, these abilities and, and being a starseed. And so that's why they're called indigo children. So is there a term now for them post 1990? Yes. And we're going to get into that. Okay, yes. Okay. okay. So like I said, most were born between 50 and 90, 1990. Okay. They are strong willed innovators, divine creatures with supernatural powers that were sent from the universe to change the world. And I'm going to give you some um, things that, for an indigo child, it would fall under. Okay. Um, empathetic, mm-hmm. curious, and strong-willed. Perceived by... I'm sorry. They are... Yeah. Perceived by friends and family as strange. They are strong, innate, subconscious... Wait. Strong, innate, subconscious, spiritual, spiritually from an early age. But not necessarily in the direct interest of religion. Mm. So again, with the, you know spirituality but not religion so to speak highly intelligent and headstrong headstrong and and strong-willed is something that kept coming up in all of these these Mm. things that i saw they are um they live for themselves it's not about society's norms they do what they want Mm -hmm. well that's why i was asking is there a term post 1990s because i would say our daughter she fits in here she fits in Mm -hmm. these partly because of her age because I've said this before, I feel like she's been here many times. Yeah. Like us, she's just an old soul. Yes. But she's young in her life, so she would fit into this category. 
Yes, but, but not born in the 1990s. Right, exactly. But there, yeah, there are other ones. But that's exactly what I was thinking. Yeah. And again, I don't think that it necessarily has to be that. That's just what you know. This woman started <clears throat> noticing it then around these these children that were born in this time and people, hmm. you know. So there probably haven't been studies done of this, but I think if you fit into this category better than any of the other ones, that you should just take it no matter what year you were born. Hmm. But I guess the majority fall into that. Got it. Uh, let's see, where were we? Uh, inherit intuitive abilities. So you may have even noticed this as a child. You may he- have parents, grandparents, mm-hmm. or relatives that um, also... Uh, let's see. Resistant to control or authority. Special bond with animals and nature. So a lot of these are already mimicking the the star seeds. There's mm-hmm. just minor differences. Um, stubborn and rebellious. And this was one that I found interesting, and this is where um, Marina came into my mind too, was sensitivity to chemicals and certain lights. I didn't know that that was a spiritual thing until mm. like the last few years. It used to drive me insane yeah. that I was so sensitive to everything, and now I realize that it, it has something to do with it it really does the more spiritually open that i get the less i can use the chemicals i can't even use real toothpaste i have to use natural toothpaste there's so many things and like the lights oh i hate it and it's funny because marina doesn't like one that like she likes the the white lights the led type uh lights and i like the soft yellow lights halogen (laughs) so we're both like ah to one certain type of light (laughs) yeah it's funny okay where was i um outsiders very unique type they tend to have a higher iq and often have add or adhd and like to express themselves through creative ways i'm gonna based on the the birth time that they gave um i could see myself being that yes you know born as an indigo child uh and just not realizing it until i'm 40 something by then you're now grown, and I guess you would be considered starzy. No, you're still an indigo child. Yeah. It's, it, just because you're not a child anymore doesn't mean that you don't fall under that. You right. once were, you know. And even like a child that doesn't know that they're an mm. indigo child when they're a child mm. still makes them one. See what I mean? Because remember when we did the aura thing and we were looking at each other's auras, mm-hmm. and I can't remember what color you said mine was. Yeah. But I thought you said it was blue. I, but I, I can't remember. They do change, too. It's kind of like a mood ring. It can yeah. change based on True. our connection and, and what we're feeling that day, too. So, yeah. yeah. Um, but I, a couple of things that our listeners said. Jen, Jen said, I've heard that there's a link between ADHD and ADD and indigo children. I totally see it in myself and my son. Curious what <clears throat> you guys think of this. So this is so new to me that I really... Don't know that much about it, but I'll tell you that I definitely have undiagnosed ADHD. Oh, it's bad. Yeah. And and I wish I would have known that as a younger age. Maybe it would have helped. But I think that there's um, definitely a correlation. I'm I'm not sure what it is. Yeah. You know what makes us like that. Um, but yeah, that's definitely something more to look into, especially if you feel it both for you and your son, Jen. Uh, and then Brittany, she she said, I honestly haven't thought about this topic since childhood, but this reminded me of a childhood memory when I was pulled aside about my aura in the public library by a Native American man. I had to be around six or seven, and he spoke to me and my dad about some things, including that me and my ancestors, hold on, I lost my spot, me and my ancestors are also, wait, sorry, 
I had to be around six or seven, and he spoke to me and my dad about some things, including that me and also ancestors and animals. That's why I wasn't sure what that meant. Um, I have been told on many occasions from strangers about my glow or radiance in my eyes. Honestly, I struggle taking a compliment and shrug it off because of my shyness. I have had another experience with a tarot reader stop me in downtown Atlanta to tell me an important message, but didn't charge me, just insisted my energy and aura caught her attention and that she had an immediate message from spirit. I have green eyes, not blue, so I've never thought of myself as an indigo child. I've never, I didn't know that eye color. I didn't read that anywhere that eye color has anything to do with it. Yeah, I don't know. But now with this catching my attention, there's a lot of coincidence. A lot of coincidences. Is it possible? I'm really not sure. Um, I think it's absolutely possible that any of us are indigo children or star seeds if we feel like we fit into most of this. Not all of it. It's mm-hmm. not about you know everything, every category. But I think that a lot of us we just feel that need to help others. We feel like this isn't our home, you know, there's, and there's a lot of things that make sense about the star seeds. And this honestly is not scratching even the surface there. Like I said, there's a third type, um, which is the crystal child. And the crystal child is born after 2001 and it's very similar, but there, and there's others on top of this, but let me tell you real quick what it said about crystal child. Um, they are spiritual beings that are gifted with special personality traits. Born after 2001, these earthly peacemaking children are here to make the world a better place, often diagnosed with autism or on the spectrum. They have ability to say what's on their minds. They don't sugarcoat. Likely to possess psychic abilities. They're not manipulative. They're earth earthy and spontaneous they love expressing themselves through music and singing they suffer from sensory overload which is another one that i saw within all of them so Mm. if you and i know both of us have that issue if there's too many things going on it's Mm -hmm. we gotta go yeah you know so if you have sensory overload that could fall into any of these star seeds um they're very honest they are troubled by materialism and this is known to be the second wave of indigo babies yeah, I could see Marina following that. It's similar. Yeah, it's similar. And I'm sure, again, that there's so many more things, so many more, you know. Right. Uh, you got to look it up and kind of do some research for yourself. This is just a basis of what these are and what this means. And I think it's pretty amazing, you know, if you think about it, like that there's these different kinds of spiritual classes that we could fall under and could mm-hmm. all, I mean, wow, to be a starseed never thought about it mm-hmm. and like i said i had been called that several times but i was like what is that what does that mean makes sense now i i often wonder about how much we laugh at each other or ourselves once we get to the other side because many of these things in this world that um some of us want to say aren't true some of us want to say they are some of us just want to ponder you know and all of this seems to make this world a magical place, you know, because there's so much going on that we can't see. Yeah. And that's not just spirits, but that's like the interaction between you and I, the energy between two people that shared when there's a a connection or, you know, the telepathy kind of aspect and all these things that so much of the world, ah, you know, I... I would love to just be there for a moment to see the laughter Mm -hmm. at each other of like how we doubt, how we doubt. Mm -hmm. 
and that's probably our biggest, <clears throat> you know, nemesis is yeah. our own doubt. Doubt and fear, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. I think the the big takeaway for me in all of this is that people that fall into these categories, which I believe you and I both do, we are put here for a reason. We are here because we chose to be here, and that is to help others. Mm-hmm. In whatever way we choose to do that, that is the big picture of it all, is it's being light workers, <clears throat> trying to make the world a better place. And you know what the best thing, the the easiest way that you could go right now, if you want to go make the world a better place, is to work on the things we talked about in the previous weeks, and that's changing your perception, mm-hmm. re- readjusting your mind, reprogramming your mind to be, you know, I, I don't, I use this sometimes with you, and, and I tell you, don't take it literal, but right. I say, what would Jesus do? Right. I think about that. I think about my mom, too. I think, what would Linda do? And actually, Shauna said to me, she's like, I think, what would Sammy do? Like, that's very flattering, but (laughs) Sammy's still learning herself. Um, So I do, I go to, what would Jesus do in these situations? What would, if he was in my situation, what would he do? How would he treat people? And I don't expect myself to be like him, you Mm -hmm. know, he was exceptional. Mm -hmm. But I do expect myself to be somewhere between where I am now Mm -hmm. and him and to work on that. Mm -hmm. And, And to help us get to a point where we can help other people, we have to help ourselves and reprogram our minds to be this spiritual person that we've come here to be because we cannot help people with our own spiritualism and right. ways of life without adjusting them ourselves. Yeah. It's really for sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, because you'll be proof of the change. Exactly. You will be proof of it. Yep. And nobody's going to believe a damn word you say until they actually see something changing. That's right. You know, yep. I, I had a really good, um, day with my dad the other day we played frisbee golf and he's a total enthusiast and so he'll drag me out now and then and it's good for us you know it's fun and we get time to be together and talk but he kind of said to me we were just talking about a bunch of different things but he said you've changed like 75 percent of you has changed and that felt good to hear because i want to be different Mm mm-hmm I've been trying to be different. I've been trying to change, you know, and not. um, It's so funny. Like if you're thinking, well, am I one of these star seeds or indigo children? Well, even if you don't know, you can strive to be. Yes. Because you may realize by striving to be that you actually are. You just needed something to motivate you to open that door up. Yep. To realize what the greater meaning is of life. Is it really here to just pay bills and eat, sleep, and die? Right. I don't think so. I think there's a greater meaning, and it's up to us to find our meaning. Oh, absolutely. And so through this, as acting as an example and trying to change, um, people will see that. Yep. And they're drawn to that energy, that aura. You know, just like this lady being pulled out by some free saying, I'm not even going to charge you. I just got to tell you, Yeah, you know, this is, but it starts with a lot of things. And I see it every day. You know, you go on Facebook and, <clears throat> you know, a lot of my friends, they're just, it's negative. Yeah. It's, it's like negative. fighting and bickering. And um, I, I'm not into that. No, me I'm either. not into posting and, and kind of airing that sort of energy out. So everybody connects that to me. Right. We also are in a time in society where 
that's kind of like a cool thing. <laughs> and I don't get it, really. I don't think it's cool, yeah. You know, like it's cool to be tough and negative and black and dark. And I don't think so. No, I don't think so you either. Know, I think it's like be yourself, but try spreading positivity and see how much different that does for you than spreading negativity. Yeah, and you know, it ta- all of this takes time. It <clears throat> it takes time to to change those things, mm-hmm. you know, and and like I think sometimes when you start to change, people may be like, "Oh, you're being fake" or whatever, but it's not that you're being fake, you're trying to change. Mm-hmm. You just it just takes time and mm-hmm. you're trying whatever you can to put into it and so it may not be exactly who you are yet, but you're working at it. So don't ever fall for those kinds of traps, you know, yeah. and, and the whole thing, you know, people never change that, that one too. No, they do. You can absolutely. And the universe wants us to, they want us to see these things about ourselves and figure out, we should figure out before we die, if we're a star seed or not mm-hmm. figure it out long before that. For those of you that are in your twenties and you figured it out, I'm jealous. I wish I would have figured it out in my twenties, but you know, I'm happy that I figured it out in my forties. I'll take it. Yeah. I'll take it. Yep. Better to have known than not to have known. <laughs> That's true. Sure. <laughs> I guess. I yeah. don't know. Says somebody smart probably yeah. some, at Orson some point Wells, in time. I don't yeah, know. I don't know. Yeah. So <laughs> anyways, there's your Star Seeds episode. And like I said, it only scratched the surface, but yeah. I'm not an expert at this. Um, but if you're interested, I would definitely, you know, do a Google search. Look for, you know, people that there are, like I said, there's podcasts specifically about this and yeah. about being a star seed. And Aaron Dowdy talks about it a lot too. So mm-hmm. even look at his podcast. I learned something. Yeah. I wasn't super, I mean, I've heard terms like that, mm-hmm. especially the indigo children, but yeah. Um, but yeah, I learned. Yeah, me too. I That's learned good. a lot from, from this. I loved that. So yep. very good. Yay. Well, thank you. Yes. Well, before we say goodbye to everybody, would you like to share your information really quick? Yes, you can find me on my website, samanthajonespsychicmedium.com. I also have a Facebook group there. You can find it. It's called Free Pet and Psychic Medium Readings by Samantha Jones. You can email us, spiritualjoneses at gmail.com. And yeah, cool. that's good for me. And what about you? For my art, you can find me on the web at djonesartcollection.com at D Jones R Collection for Instagram and Facebook. Yeah. That's all I got today. That's it. Yay. Cool. Yeah. Well we hope everybody got something out of this. That we do I did I learned a snoring little. dog. Yeah. <laughs> They're enjoying it. Yeah. <laughs> um and we hope everybody has a great week. Yeah we do. Until next week. Peace, Peace and love. love.